Our passion didn't start with a mouth. It started with people, with the well-being of the profession. And if you're like me, maybe a little bit of your nerdiness and all things tech too. We all want to love what we do, but the truth is burnout, people problems, and glass ceilings can keep us from doing what we set out to do. So let's get back to the heart of connection. Welcome to the Dental Handoff. This show is about passing you the knowledge, the habits, the systems, and the strategies to lead your teams, lean on your tech, and listen to your gut while you take care of people and truly the overall health of our communities. Let's stop using the wrong end of the toothbrush, y'all. My name is Dr. Kelly Tanner. Oh, and uniquely, I'm a dental hygienist too. You can consider me a guru in the dental and leadership industry. With over three decades of experience, my goal is to take you to the next level by empowering growth, perspective, and confidence. By identifying the gaps, recognizing the plaque, and extracting the truth with the other experts in the field. I'll share their stories, empower you to own yours, and elevate your passion in the process. So have a seat in the chair, put on your bib, and let's get to work. Welcome to the Dental Handoff. I am Dr. Kelly Tanner, your hostess. And today I have with me the India Chance from Learn to Prevent and also a personal friend of mine, India. Thank you for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yes, too. India, you and I met, I think, when around COVID time, didn't we? Um, Yes, we met around COVID and then um, we had the opportunity to kind of hang by the pool a little bit. Yes. 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 <laughs> that was a fun day where we just that was, it was a collaborative event. Um, yes. I think, uh, well, Dr. Joyce was there. Who You were there. Who else was uh, there? Shridi. Shridi was there. Ruparelia. She was there. That was pretty fun. And we all just had a, a post uh, kind of conference session by the pool. So that was pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. And then we set some goals. I think we did some we did. goal setting, didn't we? We did. We did. It was very productive. I, I really enjoyed it. I'm like, we should have more conferences set up like this. <laughs> A a post-conference debrief. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Yes, for sure. So I always start with the question, why dental hygiene? Did you choose it? Did it choose you? I will tell you that uh, I was in college and I was a business and advertising major and I was not enjoying it. It was very different than what I thought it was going to be. And so I was kind of like undecided. And my mom happened to be working. uh, She worked for the state uh, that we live in. She worked for the state government and there was an oral health department there. And uh, with her job, she had to work with them uh, from time to time. And, and there was a dentist that worked. uh, He was the director and, and she must've been talking to him one day about, yeah, my daughter's undecided. She doesn't know what she wants to do. And he's like, oh, she should become a dental hygienist. And my mom's like, oh, that sounds fabulous. I'm going to talk to her about that. Can, can I have her call you? And so uh, she connected us and I ended up chatting with him and he just, the way he presented it to me, it just seemed like, it might be something that I was really interested in. And so he recommended, hey, you know, go become a dental assistant first and see if you like it. And then, you know, pursue it because he's like, you know, dental hygiene is really great. And at that time, uh, there was a shortage similar to now. It's like, you know, it's it's cyclical, right? And so, so um, 
yeah, there was a shortage. And uh, the dental hygienist that I had at my dental office, I just thought she lived the most fabulous life. She just kind of like waltzed in, you know, took care of my teeth, waltzed out. Little did I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) Had that play out in real time. Yeah, yeah, right. She just made it look so glamorous. So I thought, hey, I might be able to do this. So that's kind of what got me on the journey. I became a dental assistant, loved it. Um, started, um, when I decided that I really liked it, I I made the decision, I'm going to become a dental hygienist. And so that's what I did. I, I, um, kind of researched, what do I need to do to get into a dental hygiene program? Where are the dental hygiene programs in my state? And so I started with prereqs. I was working at a dental office while I was taking my prereqs. And, and what was really a blessing for me is that I happened to be working at a practice where the dentist, the owner was very um, pro-education. So Mm -hmm. he really encouraged all of us to um, excel and go beyond what our, you know, current position was. And when he found out I was going to dental hygiene school, he was very excited. They were so happy to have me there. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know, and so he never, you know, tried to discourage me in any way. He always like, you know, would talk about it and encourage me. So I just was, you know, I just happened to be in the right office and it worked out really well. And I went to dental hygiene school and the rest is history. Yeah. So that person, you're the first office you worked in, they invested in you and they saw something in you. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, for sure. I think, I think without that encouragement, I'm not sure. I mean, I would have still become a dental hygienist, but I think that uh, the way that they supported me really solidified my decision. And I'm like, okay, I'm doing the right thing. Like this is, you know, what I want to do. So it, so it was really good. It was a great environment for me. I had a dentist who had, I worked for a few dentists in a group practice when I first started and right out the gate, they invested in the team. They sent us out to Las Vegas for dental conferences where I didn't even know all of that existed. But I feel like that that first interaction with the dental office and that because when you come out of hygiene school, you you have a certain base knowledge of what there sure. is. And then they they have certain things that they have to teach too. Right. And they, you know, they have to prepare you for the boards, but then there was so much more to and you start to peel back the layers of yes. what you didn't know. And so with that, I think for me, and tell me if you agree with this, it opened a whole new world where it just made me more eager to learn. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I totally agree. I think from my perspective, I think it takes a good three to five years for you to, uh, to be able to like really learn about what dental hygiene really is. Um, like you said, school is just the tip of the iceberg, Mm -hmm. right? You, you come out with just the bare, I mean, it's just the basics and it's not until you get into practice and you're starting even with just, I would say, not just education and learning what dental hygiene is, but also your practice philosophy, instrumentation, how you're going to take care of your patients, things like that. And so um, I think it's important for new hygienists to understand that, that, you know, it takes a while for you to get into the groove and really understand what dental hygiene is, what it can offer you, uh, how you can excel in it. Um, 
and really create a really nice career out of it. You know, it is a profession. It's not just a job. And, and sometimes I'm, you know, I'm running into, um, opinions and perspectives where it's coming off and landing on me as if like, ah, this is a job. This is what I'm doing now. And I'm like, Oh, it could be so much more than that. Let me tell you, (laughs) let me tell you what else it could be for you. You know, so no, I totally agree. And I, I also think it's important when as a hygienist, when you're going to work at a practice or a dental setting, it's important to have that as part of your interview questions for that um, particular workplace, because if they're not supportive of education and you growing and expanding, and, you know, I, I, I don't know that it's always the best place to be. Mm-hmm. I, I think that you really need an environment where you can thrive and just elevate in all areas. And I think ha- working for, you know, working for a practice or any dental setting, really, that's going to support that. I think that's the way to go. But we often don't ask those questions, right? When we're going in. It's true. Be, we let them interview us. We don't interview them. Right. Yeah. And I, um, I've been in a, I've been in a situation too, where I've worked for when, when I was out actively interviewing when I was a baby hygienist and, and all of that evolving where I would ask about those things. And it seems almost sometimes where the offices would get sort of turned off because they were like, where are you going to go? Are you going to use us to grow? Are you going to, are you going to grow on our dime and then leave? And that is such a scarcity mindset, which I can't even put my head around because anything that I'm learning, I'm bringing in, teaching the team, updating the team on what I've learned because I, that's just my heart in it. But I, I think that some, there are, the reality is some offices are threatened by people knowing and learning more. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because they do. They think that you're going to just use them as a stepping stone. But what's interesting is um, I ha- I was doing a course and I had to do a little research on uh, the benefits of, of um, educating your team members on a new skill like you as the employer providing your team members with a new skill. And there was a huge survey that was done. Uh, um, I can't remember who did it, but it was a huge survey that was done. And basically they, they surveyed employees and they found that it's, um, you're five times more likely to keep an employee if you provide some form of, you know, uh, continuing education for them. Basically, you cover it for them and you or and or you encourage them to get a new skill and bring that new skill back to the workplace. Um, what it does, what they were talking about and what they were saying is that it removes the uh, it can reduce burnout. It can remove the the mundane day-to-day doing the same thing every day creates a little bit more excitement, more engagement. And so I was like, Ooh, if these practices could, you know, get this information, this would be great because now with the shortage with, you know, different team members, whether it's auxiliary or your dental hygiene or your dental assistant, it's like, uh, you know, getting them engaged more into the practice, I think would help a lot of these, a lot of with the shortage with some of these um, offices that I walk into. I completely agree. I mean, if you think about 401k, if you think about health benefits, they're all a way that they are investing in their team. And it is also an additional investment 
Yes. And yes. Then, so too, I, you know, I, I do hear hygienists who say it's my doctor's responsibility to do this. Sure. And I don't know that I necessarily agree with that as your professional responsibility and oath that we all took to, mm-hmm. to right. be continual learners to update on the information because it's changing. It always has changed rapidly. Sure. By the time sure. you learn it, it's, it's almost outdated, kind of like infection control. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I agree. I think that it's a responsibility of both the employer and the employee. So it's a responsibility of the dentist, practice owner, and the clinician. As a hygienist, it is important that we continue our education regardless if our employer is going to provide that for us or not. Uh, You know, um, we do have an ethical responsibility to make sure that we are taking care of our patients to the best of our ability. And uh, part of the code of ethics for dental hygiene is... uh, continuing education, learning, participating, uh, you know, in different disease uh, prevention and health promotion activities. Mm -hmm. And continuing education is one of those. So, yeah. um, But but also, too, I think um, it's an opportunity for hygienists when if they do have an employer that doesn't, you know, provide certain things for them. I think it's an opportunity for the dental hygienist to actually advocate for themselves for a raise or for new instruments or all these challenges that we have in the, you know, in the practice that we're like, oh, my doctor won't buy me this or my doctor won't do this. I think the more valuable we can become I think, uh, and, and, and learn how to advocate for ourselves. I think, uh, there's a new type of conversation that can happen yes. with your doctor that could potentially yield the results that you want at a higher level, at a higher level. Yes, for yeah. sure. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Love this. So Andy, you went on to be a clinical hygienist yes. and what happened with your career after that? I love to hear these stories. Oh, I, um, Right out of the gate, I went right into a lot of public health dentistry. So I'm really, um, you know, at heart, I'm, I'm a public health girl all day, all day long. And I did a lot of uh, working in, um, you know, volunteering. I worked in a lot of, um, you know, uh, low income areas, uh, a lot of like dental clinics, you know, FQHC, things like that. Um, a lot of, um, at the time in my state, there was a DSO that was mainly focused on um, patients who had uh, state insurance. And so we there, you know, we got to see uh, a lot of patients that um, were really underserved in a lot, a lot of ways. And so what that did for me was really kind of help me to understand um, one, of course, the importance of, you know, dental hygiene and, mm-hmm. you know, um, home care and all of that kind of stuff. But it also allowed me to expand just as a healthcare provider in general and really, um, be able to see that there are a lot of just people in our community that really need to be educated a lot more when it comes to oral health. There were so many things that, you know, people just weren't taught, you know, they didn't know and all these myths that I was able to just bust 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, you know, oh, you only go to the dentist when your teeth hurt or, you know, oh, it's a baby tooth. So it's just going to fall out anyway, those types of things. Um, and then from there, I ended up um, becoming a team leader in a school program, a school dental program where we did full on dentistry in the schools. And so we went from school to school to school. Uh, I, I was the team leader. I was um, a supervisor for a dentist, a dental hygienist and a dental assistant. And that was really interesting too, because the dynamic typically is the dentist is in charge of the hygienist, but Mm -hmm. this was flipped. And so it, this was, it really, really gave me an opportunity to, um, uh, hone my skills as a leader, uh, you know, basically run a program, uh, you know, I provide, you know, I had the van and I have all the equipment and I'm driving <laughs> cool. to and things like that. Um, but again, it was a lot of, you know, um, public health. Um, uh, but it was really interesting to see, you know, how uh, uh, everything could work. So that was really exciting. And then um, I ended up moving uh, to a different part of my state and uh, I got a job with Waterpick as a professional educator. And so it was a non-clinical position and, um, I was doing lunch and learns and going from office to office. And that was really, really a fun time for me because it was, I was dipping my toe on into the non-clinical side. I was seeing what was out there and I thought, Oh, you know, this could, I love this. I love the non-clinical side because for me, by that time I had been in dentistry a, a long time, you know? since the 90s. And and this was like, um, around 2015. And so I had like, I was like, Oh, yeah, I kind of need to expand a little bit. And so this really um, taught me how to present how to, you know, put on an educator hat or a trainer hat versus, you know, the clinical hat, the dental hygienist, just, you know, educating about oral, um, not just but educating on I, right. And so I got to remove that just word. I, I got to, I got to remove that. I always say that I'm like, no, 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 it's not just just, it's not just just, but, um, yeah. So it really kind of helped me to develop my trainer skills. And then, uh, from there I had a phone call one day, a friend of mine said, India, you are just, you have a lot of business acumen. We've been friends a long time and there's an office that needs help with building their dental hygiene program. And I said, I don't know if I want to do consulting. I'm not sure. And she's like, well, just help them out. You don't, you know, it's a, you know, um, just give them like a six month contract and be done, you know, just, but they just really need help. And I just think you're the perfect person for it. So I was like, okay, I'll do it, whatever. Because I had built, I had helped like internally build dental um, hygiene departments, you know, within practices and stuff. So I said, okay, this can't be that hard. And so I, I started doing that. It was working out great. Um, you know, I really made a huge impact in that practice. And um, one of the ways uh, that I helped them was I am a big advocate of education for myself. So I thought, well, if you're going to hire new dental hygienists, this is a great, you know, uh, benefit. You're not giving them a 401k, but here's another benefit that might fit within the budget that would be a little bit easier for you to do. And that's offer CE, you know, have Mm -hmm. people come in, provide lunch and learns where CE is attached. And this would be a way to, it's a benefit. And it's also a give back to, you know, your staff and stuff. And, um, 
they were like, okay, let's do it. And so the dentist comes up to me and she's like, oh, by the way, you know, um, we want to have a trainer come in for OSHA. And uh, here's the person, here's her name. And uh, we need you to call her, have that. We want one of the lunch and learns to be OSHA because we know we need to do it. And I said, okay, no problem. So I give her a call and we're talking and I'm, you know, telling her what's going on with the practice. And she's like, okay, let's get scheduled. And we get scheduled. And at the very end of the conversation, she says to me, do you mind if I ask you a question? And I said, sure. And she's like, what's your end game? And I'm like, and so, you know how there's some words that really like, uh-huh peak your, and I'm like, end game. Hmm. It's like buzzwords for you. And I was like, that really registered with me. And I was like, well, what do you mean? And she's like, well, I'm inquiring because I just want to know, like, what are you going to do with this? Like, you know, you know, you're consulting and this, that, and the other. And I said, well, I wasn't sure, you know, I'm not sure this is kind of, you know, temporary. And she's like, well, I'm retiring and there's going to be a need in this area for an OSHA and infection control trainer. And if you're interested, I'd love to have another conversation with you about this. And I'd love to kind of talk you through this and see if this works for you. And I was like, uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, I was like, sure. Because I knew at that point that I liked non-clinical. I wanted to still be in dentistry. I wanted to lean right. on all my education mm-hmm. and experience. Um, and I knew this industry. I knew this industry really, really well. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, let's definitely. And so fast forward, I had a conversation with her. She ended up retiring. Um, I just started building my business. And um, since I've just become basically who she was in our area, um, as the leading, uh, you know, compliance consultant and trainer in our area, but it's all because she kind of just asked me a question and I was, mm-hmm. you know, I walked through the door, I guess, you know what I mean? But yeah, that, that's kind of how I got to where I am today and where my career is now. So, yeah. And you just went into consulting just to check it out. I just did it really. I don't even think I went in to check it out. I think I did it as a favor to a friend because she put, mm. she, she kind of was like, Indy, I already kind of told him that, you know, you were the best person for it. And, you know, and I was like, oh, okay, all right, I'll do it. It was in literally the office was right down the street from my house. Okay. And my son was sense. in school and I'm like, okay, this will be quick for me to go back and forth and stuff like so that. So you yeah. did that for six months. And then yeah. what was, what were maybe the top three things that were most surprising to you about being a consultant at that time? Um, I think one of the things was, um, how, um, I just thought when I walked in that everything I recommended was going to be accepted Mm. and they were just going to do what I said. And based on all my knowledge, you know, they're just going to do what I say. And that was not the case (laughs) Uh at all. Even Uh though it might've been the right thing to do, that was not the case that they just, you know, there was definitely, um, uh, uh, they didn't want to follow everything that I recommended. Um, one another thing that was surprising for me, which I didn't realize till I got in, you know, as a consultant, when you're making a recommendation, you have to understand that the practice owner has a lot of things that they have to consider. 
Yes. And change is not always fun, right? Nobody likes mm-hmm. change. And so their concern is, okay, if we make this change, how's this going to affect the team? Yeah, they I don't want to lose it. anybody, right? I don't want to lose anybody. I don't want any disgruntled employees. Like, so that was a learning experience. That mm-hmm. was something new for me to, I was like, oh yeah, okay. So now moving forward, when I make recommendations, I've got to keep that in mind. How is this going to affect the team? So when I'm presenting the behavioral change to the dentist, hey, this is how we're going to do this. This is the process. I have to keep in mind their concern as well. So that was a, I would say that was the number one. Um, The number two thing I think that was a little surprising for me was um, um, managing expectations. I think Mm. Um, sometimes the expectations are different and because I was brand new, I didn't really have the expectation conversation at the beginning. I kind of had it like after we were already in. And so, um, you know, they were thinking, oh, you're going to come in and like make our practice a million dollar practice. And I'm like, whoa, 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 you just asked me to come in and help your dental hygiene department. Right. So I think, um, you know, managing the expectations was, you know, doing that right at the beginning was, yeah. is very, very important. Um, because yeah. then that way nobody's disappointed. Because, you know what I mean? You you know what to expect. As long as you meet those expectations, meet those deliverables, those deadlines, um, you can walk away with a happy client. And uh, yeah, yeah. And then the third thing that I realized is I did not want to be a consultant that uh, I did not want to be a practice consultant per se, where you help build dental hygiene departments or you help with billing or you help with what all of the things that, you know, practice consultants do. Mm-hmm. I realized that I wanted to hone in on one area yeah, the, where I could quickly go in, help them consult you, and then I'm out. <laughs> yeah. And that was where my, that was like, that's where I feel like I can be most effective. Um, and that is why I made the decision when I really began to understand what a compliance consultant did and how they worked with the office. I thought this is like the, the clouds opened up. It was like, ah, you know, and I was like, oh my God, this is it. Because two, it also connected with my personality because, um, my five strengths are, um, one of them is strategic, futuristic, you know, um, so I'm in the five strengths. I'm a, uh, executor. And so in, in, um, execution. And so that, when I, that sounds kind of daunting that execution. <laughs> <laughs> execution, like I'm all about like yeah, strategic. Yeah. Make it happen. And so make it happen and, um, checklists and things like that. And in compliance, that's what that's all about. Yeah. It's all about a checklist. It's all about a rule. It's all about a regulation and it's all about getting those implemented quickly. And I was like, Oh my God, this is like, this is so perfect. And I can say that I love what I do. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, I just absolutely love what I do. And I never thought there are parts of the times in my life when I was in dental hygiene and I'm like, I don't know that I love it. And I think I really need to love it. So I was always on this journey to find my space and my niche mm-hmm. to see how can I love this? Because I want to take care of people. I want to help other people take care of people. It's part of who I am, part of my faith. And I know dentistry. I've spent so much time, so much money in education and stuff like that. And 
what can I do? And, and I, and I just kept walking through doors and putting one foot in front of the other. And I finally found it and I'm like, here I am. And so that's kind of been my journey to get into compliance. Yeah. So you focused on the, so it backing up a little bit, you mm -hmm. took the faith to believe in yourself to say, yes, I'll do you a favor. You yeah, learned sure. a lot. You learned a lot yeah, about yeah. yourself through that. Yeah. It's kind of like dating where you're like, yeah. I do want this. I don't yeah. want that. Yeah. I want a little yeah. more over here, not as much yeah. over here. Yeah. And then leaning into your gifts and strengths. And I mm -hmm. think it's so important too that you bring in the strengths finders yeah. because you you had to know yourself and to know yeah. that that's where I think that that opportunity met the learning of yourself to go, oh, and to open yeah. things up. Yeah, yeah. I think if I would have learned about strength finders in the beginning, I would have like towards the beginning of my career when I realized, yeah, I love clinical hygiene, but I want to do something else or I want to do a little bit more. I think that would have helped me a little bit to kind of hone in on exactly what I want to do yeah. non-clinically. Um, that's the biggest question that I get from dental hygienists when I go into offices and I'm doing the team training and stuff. And they're like, well, I want to do, you know, how did you get into this? Because I want to do something, but I just don't know what else to do. How can I find out what else to do? And my answer to that question would be take a strength finders, right? Yeah. Take the strength finders, find out what your top five are. I mean, I would say tank the whole thing and find out all 34 or whatever, but right. your top five are going to give you a really good idea of what your gifts are, what your strengths are. And then you can begin to look at the non-clinical type of positions that hygienists can hold and see what matches Yeah. instead of, you know, failing forward like I did. Like I just like fumbled my way through a lot of times and I was like, oh, I'll take this up. Oh, no, I don't like that. And, you know, and it was a, sometimes at times it was jumping around. That could be a good thing, but it also can be, you know, it can be frustrating too because yeah. you're like, I keep choosing something and that's not what I want to do. And I'm not happy in that. And I just, you know, so I think the strength finders will give you more of a, of a framework yeah. to really find out what would be the best fit for you? I yeah. think. Yeah. Cause there are certain things like, you know, I know a lot of hygienists who are sales in sales and you have to have certain strengths for that. You have to have a certain type of personality to love it. And I know a lot of hygienists that are in sales and they love it. And yeah. then I know a lot of hygienists that are in sales and they're like, I'm just doing this because whatever, right. you know? Um, but I would say that I think that's where looking back, that's where I would start first and then, you know, move forward. But then, uh, you know, there are times where you're just going to have to try something to see if you don't like it. Cause sometimes you don't know what you don't know. That's right. And so if you don't do it, you're not going to know if you don't like it. You learn. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. you know, you, you fail, you win, you fail mm -hmm. and you learn it, or mm -hmm. you win, you know, mm -hmm. it, exactly. It's just like that. So as you're, I, I talk about all the time that it's not a linear process that we go through. No, it's, it's not. not. It's not intended to be that way because if you never, you, if you never tried something, you wouldn't learn how to challenge your, your gifts yeah. and your, you could just be here and holding all these gifts, but mm -hmm. until you apply them, you don't know which ones are the, are your strengths, what you're enjoying. And right. So I, I love that you said that. Yeah. So you're so India. Now you are full on entrepreneur. Yeah. Doing this full time. You're speaking. Mm -hmm. You are going into practices. You have 
team expanding. Yeah. So how do people get more of you? How do they reach out to you, consume your content? Yes. Well, I'm on social media, of course. Um, certainly could visit our website, learn to prevent. Um, let me move out of the way. There you go. Learn to prevent. There you go. Uh, com. That's where uh, you can check out what we do. Uh, on social media, all the handles are learn to prevent. Um, uh, we, I, we host events. Um, I have, I do team trainings. I'm speaking, all of that kind of stuff. So certainly check out the website. Uh, you know, see what's happening, what's new, reach out. If you have compliance questions, I'm, yeah. I'm your girl, just reach out, you know, that kind of thing. But yes, th- this is what I'm doing full time. I've, I've built a, a really successful business and um, just really excited for what's coming next. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's so many changes and it's good to have those folks who you can reach out to. I mean, I know that I have, uh, I reach out to you or anybody yes. else like, Eek, what do yeah. I do? And it's you know, <laughs> supported because you you don't know, or when people think that they know something, to go in and to, like you and I were talking earlier b- backstage, to go in to correct also what people think was right. Yes, yes, that is definitely a challenge. Uh, there's a, certainly a way to do it and not just come in. I always tell my clients that I'm the coach and not the sheriff. You know, Mm. because, uh, you know, there's, you have to respect what people, number one, you have to respect what they know, you have to respect their experience. Uh, And I learn things from my clients all the time, you know, I learn little tips and hacks. And as long as they're within the the guidelines, I'm like, okay, let's do it. I love that hack, you know, or I love that tip or, oh my gosh, this is a great way to do it, you know? So yeah, I, I think, um, you know, just reminding everyone that I'm a coach, I'm not the sheriff. So I'm just here to kind of be shoulder to shoulder with you to make sure we cross the finish line. Yeah. That's really my job. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much for being on today. I'm just so grateful for you and so proud of you and everything that you're doing. Um, How to get in touch with NDA is in the show notes. And for our viewers, thank you so much for what you do every day. If you, you know, I always ask, please go on to Apple and give us a five-star rating, the dental handoff, five stars, and then go on over to YouTube, like, share, subscribe to all your friends who you love. Have a great holiday, everyone. India, thanks again. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me. Thank you, everyone. Thanks for listening. Yes. Be well, everyone. Take care. Mm -hmm.